Separatist forces push to the brink. Republic forces continue to mount victories on battlefields across the galaxy. We find Republic clone troopers locked in deadly combat on the besieged world of Collar. They struggle to hold their position as they wait for reinforcements to arrive. This is how we meet the misfits of Bad Batch, an experimental clone squad here to save the day. This week we'll explore Disney's new show and a few other things, so stay a while and listen. We decided to take a look at something a little bit more lighthearted this week, right? We uh, went with the new show, The Bad Batch, The Bad Batch, <laughs> um, on Disney+. Plus. Um, and it starts off, it's, it's about a, a, a genetically altered clone trooper group during the Clone Wars at the end of the Clone Wars. Uh, so I guess it would be during the third movie or the, yeah, the third movie, right? Um, is when this would have taken place or does 66 take place in the second movie? Uh, I can't remember. I, I think it's the second movie. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it basically, a, a, a genetically modified clone trooper squad during the execution of order 66. And we've seen some of these stories be touched on. And apparently go ahead and start off with a little bit of Easter egg at the very beginning, that Jedi and Padawan, apparently their story has been explored before already. Yeah. And the young Padawan actually is uh, voiced by Freddie Prince jr. Really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that was, was really weird. Caleb. Doom. Caleb. Yeah. Yeah. That was his name. And he is in the Clone Wars TV show or the cartoon that was before. Not the see, I've seen the Clone Wars when it was like the drawn version. Yeah. But I never watched the little more animated one, which I think actually explores some of the same stories there. I think that draw one was like a mini series or something, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was super long. But in that, Caleb is in that as well, and he goes by Canon Jarus. So he was, he's actually later on, he grows up and ends up having more. See, I was thinking it when we first, or when I first started the show, I thought that it was going to be more of, um, having to do with that kid further on. Yeah. But, you know, I was, I was pretty pleased that, so I, I love Star Wars, obviously, but I could definitely do without Sith, Jedi, and lightsabers. Right. Yeah. This is for, for a while. Yeah. yeah. I think this is kind of a good, you know, breath of fresh air for sure. Something different. Yeah, we uh, we've heard those stories done to death. You know, we always have uh, a force filled story over and over nine movies worth at this point. And I like when we get to explore these kinds of things where it's you know not necessarily the force. It's the because there's a lot of story there. There's the clones have a lot of story. It's interesting to see the change from you know the the republic to the empire mm. so i don't know what'd you what'd you guys think no yeah this was probably the first like star wars movie i've actually watched like and it's a series but like from start to finish it was a 70 minute series yeah it was yeah pretty i was gonna say i mean it was the movie but <laughs> um, it was basically a movie for the first episode i my star wars knowledge is extremely limited i was so my boyfriend's a big star wars fan and i had him go over it one night and i have like a big word document that i was referencing and so i was trying to look because i remember him talking about palpatine before in the um 
just like whenever he was like explaining the Star Wars series to me and I know that he and obviously I remember like just a little bit of it of him pretending basically to be like um Anakin's like kind of what can I say like his mentor and come to find out like he was just like being like he was evil and so I like the only thing I remember the most mainly because of the memes was the whenever Anakin goes and kills the baby Jedi and yeah. so <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's pretty messed up yeah. <laughs> the little the babies um basically whenever i was going through my notepad or like through my word document to like reference that i saw that that was order 66 so i was really proud that whenever they were talking about that in the show i was like i was like i know exactly what that is that's when like anakin went and killed all those babies but for the most part it's the entire like shows are just really confusing to me and it's like been going on so long and mm-hmm. there are so many like hardcore stands when it comes to star wars like it's extremely intimidating to even like discuss <laughs> yeah, for me because <laughs> but what did you think mikey i liked it i really liked it i enjoyed the uh kind of seeing that transition between you know after the clone wars and stuff like we were talking about and i kind of liked how you know I enjoy what Disney's doing with the the franchise. I know it's not like perfect, and they're kind of like retconning a lot of stuff, um, but I think it's kind of keeping kind of keeping it alive in a sense, you know. Um, yeah. But I, about halfway through it, I started to feel like I was watching Ninja Turtles almost, and I got this really Ninja Turtle vibe <laughs> from it because they're all like, <laughs> and I don't know if you guys agree with that, but they all kind of have like their own little quirks and stuff. And their own little <laughs> attitudes, and I was like, "Why do I? I'm getting like a Ninja Turtle vibe out of this," um, which I didn't hate, but I was like, "It, it was kind of cool." And I think, um, even George, I think George <laughs> Lucas had a hand in some of the, or am, am I just crazy? Or was that? I've not seen anything on that because I noticed a couple of things. Like um, Palpatine was like the uh, the actor from the. One of the the two thousands movies or whatever, right? Like that was the same guy. Yeah, it was uh, Ian McDermott. Yeah, yeah, Dermid. Yeah, yeah. I really, I enjoyed it. I like what they were doing with it. Um, like I said, the Clone Wars is a little. I'm a little weaker on the like the story and and the lore of it, uh, and maybe just because there's not so much out there about it for the most part, other than like the the animated series and all that. And that's kind of like what I was kind of mm-hmm. getting the same feelings. I've seen a little bit of the that other animated series, and I was kind of getting a little bit of the same feel from, you know, from that the animation and all that. I definitely didn't get the Ninja Turtles vibe, but one thing that sort of kept sticking out to me is their the art style was a little weird. Yeah, um, it almost looked like they were painted. Yeah, it had te- a texture. They had like brush strokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the texture of like brush strokes on them, and it made me sort of feel like a like a Tim Burton type Caroline type thing almost. But no, that's interesting about the Ninja Turtles. I, I didn't yeah, get that. Just their interactions and and everything and the way they're all like have their own little personalities and stuff. I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought up the animation. Cause I was saying that to Mike earlier. I was like, I actually, I was like, I really liked it, the style. But then I was like, the Star Wars stands are going to eat me alive. I was like, they're like, that's what you gathered that's, from the that's... entire like thing. <laughs> yeah. It's different. It was just a really bizarre. It was interesting, yeah. uh, interesting choice that they went with on that. It's almost like a cell shaded. It's like really angular in a lot of aspects. It's, it's, it's different. Yeah. yeah. 
I have a trouble where I typically don't watch animated things all that much. Yeah, it's hard to get into it. But for that reason, for me, yeah. But it, it it definitely wasn't bad. It was just something that kept popping out to me. I just kept noticing it when it would kind of zoom in on their faces, especially the Bad Batch in general. It seemed like they were meant to look a little rough, and I guess maybe battle worn. Yeah. Um, the girl Omega, you didn't really notice it as much on. She was a little bit smoother and kind of polished. I guess it would be self awareness and intelligence kind of weighs down on you. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so they're all also clones of Django, right? So they they all look like him, or maybe just in yes. A... So all of the clones are made from Django, yeah. and then the reason why those ones in so they kind of allude that there were more originally or more at one point they experimented and made these genetically modified ones as opposed to the just the ones that were made to order yeah. with the inhibitor chips, and I guess the modifications are what made the inhibitor chips not work properly. Um, except Crosshair, obviously, whose his was working, it just wasn't fully working. Yeah. But that's why they all look the same, and they're actually all voiced by the same person as well. Are they all that um, that New Zealand actor? I forget his name. The guy that plays Django. They are all voiced by D. Bradley Baker. Oh, okay, that's somebody different, I think. Yeah, it's it, I've not seen him. He is he plays Klaus in American Dad, or voices Klaus. Oh. Oh he voices God. a couple things in uh, Spongebob. He voices Harry the Platypus in Phineas and Ferb. Oh, okay. So he's a pretty big voice he, actor. He voices Daffy Duck in Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> the new one? Or like... The, the old one? one with Michael Jordan. Yeah, you see that a lot. The voice actors will typically get around and they're doing a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, another piece of the trivia that I was talking about briefly is the the story of deba and caleb the the jedis at the very beginning mm -hmm. in 2015 there was a marvel comic series it was kane and the last padawan was the first time that they explored that and i guess it was a series of comics so they probably go further into into the details about that yeah and then the training room on camino that we see pretty early on um that actually is also in the Mandalorian, one of the episodes of the first chapter of the Mandalorian, I guess you see that same training room. The, so there's a, a couple, couple little, little interesting trivia yeah. things. The Freddie Prince Jr. was what's that? Oh, oh yeah, I was saying there's a couple of Easter eggs. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't catch any of them, but yeah, I didn't notice them necessarily when we were watching. I just kind of looked them up afterwards. But yeah, the the Freddie Prince Jr. voicing somebody in this was bizarre. This is really bizarre. It was yeah, weird yeah. to see him. I've not seen him do really much lately and then, you know, seeing him pop up in something like yeah. this. But I guess it was mainly because he was reprising his role that he did before with the same character. Also, he's he's voiced that character before? Yeah, so like I was saying, in Clone Wars, he voiced the adult version of oh, that character. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so the when his name's Kanan, uh, for whatever reason, he changes his name. I'm, I'm assuming it's because the Empire is now hunting him, so he wants to go buy something different. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how. I'm sure that's probably pretty common around that time for Jedi to change their names yeah. and stuff. I think you do see it a couple times. I mean, obviously, Obi-Wan just starts going by Ben, but yeah. I think you see it a couple times of people changing their names like that. I want to talk about something that I noticed I heard recently um, with uh, Pokemon cards, right? So I guess something happened at a Target where this dude got attacked because he had bought a bunch of these 
packs of Pokemon cards and stuff, and these scalpers attacked him, like physically attacked him. So Target, I think Walmart and a bunch of other stores decided um, that they didn't want to sell any. It was just Pokemon cards at first, and then they're like, they're not going to sell any NBA cards or baseball cards or any kind of trading stuff now, uh, just for that reason, because grown adults are literally getting violent over this kind of stuff. And um, I used to go, occasionally would go and stop by Target or something to pick up some, and they would always be just like completely empty, like totally wiped out, like not even the boxes were left on the shelf. So I've actually heard about this, and... So they quit selling them all together, yeah. or do they now have them regulated and locked away? I mean, at least for right now, they're not selling them, like, at all. For a period of time, they were having them regulated as closely as cigarettes and were behind counters, like, locked yeah. up. And the reason for part of that, and I'm sure the people getting attacked was contributing, but there was also an issue with managers and stuff making these scalping rings yeah. where they would, like, backdoor whole shipments of uh. these cards. I didn't realize these cards were so popular right, and still it's, uh, i mean you see openings and stuff yeah and, and there's so much value in a lot of them, especially ones that are, are playable and in, in tournaments and stuff but it's to the point now where you know people like logan paul are making it popular and so scalpers are like jacking the prices on ridiculous stuff um and then you're even logan seeing Paul. stuff that aren't that you, like the mcdonald's did some promo cards recently and those should be worth something, but they're probably not going to be worth anything for a while. Just for, like, because of the amount that's being, like, pushed everywhere, you know? Because people are going to, like, McDonald's and, like, paying for a whole box. Like, an entire, like, box that they would, you know, have to give out, you know, at Happy Meals or something. It's crazy. It's pretty nuts, you know? Like, there's a, a bit of a, a shortage, too, uh, because there's such a high demand for them because of scalpers and stuff and like and that's mostly what it is i haven't thought about pokemon cards in so long like me yeah. i used to have like a bit not a big collection but i used to have like a binder of them my brother was like more into them and then we i remember like they used to buy that was like a reward for us is that like my parents like they're like oh like if you guys like get good grades or you know yeah. like a reward system is that like we would get like a pokemon deck and so we were, I'm trying to think, I was probably like in elementary or probably like middle school and like I kind of just like grew out of that. And then my brother moved to, moved on to Yu-Gi-Oh cards, which I never got into, but right. whenever you were listing off the tops of cards, I was like, as long as the Yu-Gi-Oh cards are safe, we're all good. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I still see like Magic the Gathering and stuff, which um, mm -hmm. a lot of those still have value, but it's mostly like older cards in there that, that are valuable. That's crazy. So while we were talking about this, I totally looping back and breaking away from our typical format. Freddie Prince Jr. has done a lot of voice acting, apparently. You you remember Dragon Age Inquisition? Mm -hmm. He voices the Iron Bull in that. Hmm. You know, the big, uh, what, are the, what is the race called? The, the Horned Fellas? Oh, yeah. I'll be honest, I, I haven't played it, but I I know a little bit about it. I played all the other ones. No, well, you said yes. Oh, well, I mean, I, I, I know I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I haven't liar. played it, but I know what you're I mean, I played like a little bit of it. I think I own it, but I played all the other ones, and I'm, I'm familiar with the big horned guys, yeah. And then he also voices a character in Mass Effect, or at least the third one. Oh. Huh. 
I didn't realize he had done so much voice acting stuff and then like a lot of Star Wars stuff as that one guy. Yeah, it looks like Star Wars Rebels, Robot Chicken, <laughs> yeah. Borderland. Yeah. Oh, no, not Borderlands. I can't read. I'm sorry. The first one that um, on today, I was today years old when I learned is that puppies lose their teeth the way that we do, like the way humans do um, as babies. So, you know, like we lose our baby teeth. Puppies mm-hmm. lose their teeth as well. But you guys are dog people, so they often eat them. Dog. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, that was such a turn. Yeah, they'll accidentally, <laughs> they'll actually swallow their teeth a lot. Oh my god, no, yeah. Um, interesting story with that. My dog Link, when he was still a puppy, he he was losing teeth, and uh, we would find them every now and again, or like he'd be playing with a rope and there'd be a tooth yeah. in there. <laughs> but one of his bottom canines was really loose. And we're like, yeah, this is going to come out any day. And then one day I was messing around with him and his tooth was really short. Like it looked like it had broken off or something. And I was looking, I was like, man, that jammed further into his gums. And so I tried messing with it, but I didn't really want to, you know, get an infection or, or hurt him worse. So I ended up taking him to the vet and the dentist was looking. I was like, oh yeah, that tooth impacted. And so he brought a little pair of like basically tweezers or like forceps or hemostats, whatever they were, uh, and grabbed onto that tooth and pulled it out. And it was an entire like baby tooth still in his gums. It came out and actually we kept it for a good while Oh my and God. a little pill bottle, but it got like started getting gross. And, uh, <laughs> my wife or one of us opened the pill bottle to throw it out. It fell on the ground and then he ate it. <laughs> it was pretty gross. Speaking of keeping teeth, do you remember when we found all those teeth at uh, my house when we were kids? Yeah, you had someone had like a box of teeth. (laughs) It was probably y'all's baby teeth or something. Yeah, I don't know why. It was creepy. Yeah, they were disgusting. Made a necklace out of it. (laughs) I would like to pretend that it wasn't baby teeth. It was somebody you lived with. (laughs) (laughs) Someone was a serial killer. Just keep a tooth. That's like their uh, calling card. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Like when they... <laughs> They're like, like a mark here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, another, whenever I read that about puppies, it reminded me of my cats. So, they... Cats will shed their claws. And I'm, like, very against, like, declawing your cats. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if, um, if you guys have ever researched that. Like, don't do it. It'd be, like, ripping your own fingernails off. Like, don't do not do that to your cat. And then they can't defend themselves. Yeah, so it's, it's like rough. their only form. Same with, like, clipping. When I had parakeets back in the day, it was same with kind of, like, clipping their wings. Like, their only, yeah. like, means of, like, survival you're taking away. But that's a whole different thing. So, cats will shed their claws. So, like, they grow, like, layers. And they just grow in, like, healthier mm-hmm. um, claws underneath. And they'll shed. And so, I forever, because I have three three chunky big oh lord she come in cats um and so i used to find their claws everywhere and so i was like oh my gosh like they're getting their claws like hung and they're ripping them out like i was just like my poor babies i'm like i googled how to give your cats paw massages i'm like my poor babies like massaging their little paws thinking (laughs) that they have like that they're losing their (laughs) that they're losing their claws and that they're not like that they've grown back and i'm just like i haven't seen them you know and so no that is like completely normal <laughs> yeah so, that's crazy yeah i find them occasionally but, uh with my cat too i'll find them on the couch it's like a little claw and i'm like all right well, that's weird 
Yeah, because you. That's why I thought like maybe they got hung. Because you know, like if you ever pick up a cat, sometimes they'll get their their like little claw hung in your shirt, and I think it's just like ripping their claw out, which is just like torturous. Mm. And but it's it's not. That's not the case. Um, I have not actually noticed no. that yet. You'll find a whole claw, no. and you're just. I'm glad you won't feel like <laughs> you won't think anything of it. <laughs> My, my cat was actually on the stairs the other day and I was walking up the stairs and he likes to paw, like just paw at me as I walk by and he pawed my foot when I had some socks on and his claw got stuck and I was spent like almost five minutes trying to untangle his claw to my and he was like getting pissed and like scratching me and i was like dude i'm not trying to mess with you i'm like trying to pull his like paw out and he's like biting me because <laughs> i was like maybe hurting him a little bit it was it was pretty it was ridiculous honestly it was I hate that. It's like, I'm trying to help you, buddy. Like, what are you doing here? Why are you mad at me? It's like, I'm not holding you like hostage. I'm trying to let you go. So the, another one, another today, I was, I was today years old when I learned is that the term genuine leather is not to amplify or kind of it's not an actual type yeah of leather. it's not an actual yeah. type of leather it's actually the lowest grade of leather you can use it has nothing to do with because when you of course when you see that you're like oh especially when you're like bargain hunting like that's like a big thing you know if you don't know what you're looking for like oh it's so legit <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's one of four i believe grades of leather being the worst one yes <laughs> yeah i mean I think it just means it's made of leather i don't really like think it means it's like good quality or anything you see that and you're like, oh, you know, it's genuine. Yeah. It's real leather. Yeah. It's not that spits tobacco. It's not that vegan. <laughs> but yeah. Do, do you know the other grades of leather? I do not. I didn't even. <laughs> I can look. It so <laughs> I believe it is full grain. Top grain. Hold Let's look this up. I used to know this. There's a full grain, a top grain, and then like another. So uh, full grain, top grain, genuine leather, and corrected grain, I guess. Hmm. So genuine, would that, is that kind of what like suede leather would be? Or like, you know, I'm talking about like how it has a texture or is it, is that something else? <clears throat> Um, I don't think it's like suede is more of, is, is a different material. Is it? Do you ever think about how weird it is that we're just leather, just like skin, right? And it's, all about <laughs> yeah, it. it's the, the skin of an animal. <laughs> yeah. We're just talking about teeth. We're like, Ooh, he's a serial killer. And now we're like, yeah, let's talk about leather. Leather is such a good thing. Yeah. But that's the difference between human yeah, teeth I know. and animal <laughs> I know. skin. <laughs> human skin jacket. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the Necronomicon out here. Yeah. I think that's the, the differing factor. Pete is listening to this like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that one right there, officer. I'm like a uh, nice jacket. Oh, thanks. It was, it was uh, my grandpa. Born to your grandpa? No, it's my grandpa's skin. <laughs> See the tattoo and the and the markings. I think there has been human leather, like obviously artifacts at this point yeah. uh, that they've found. And I have actually seen, and I don't remember where I read this or even when, but people after someone's death 
preserving their tattoos in like a tapestry of oh, leather. Oh yeah. It's like yeah, where you just like you get that part of your skin stretched in ten because leather is stretched out. Yeah. Like they they stretch out the skin. They uh what well, I think it's the flesh. Or no, cuz the flesh would be the muscles too. It's basically all of the skin but then they take off the outest or outer layer, the fur layer or whatever. Yeah. Uh I've seen a couple videos of like Native American tribes doing that kind of thing. It was really cool. I imagine it's similar, but <clears throat> obviously theirs is more ceremonial. I believe there's a um, a museum of a guy that collects uh, skin from Yakuza members, actually. Or, like, old. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Because they have the full body yeah. tattoos. You know what? Suede might actually be a type of leather. Is it? I, would, I thought maybe. It's just, like, textured uh, leather, I think. But it, it, there's probably fabric of some kind maybe involved with it though i can't find anything other than shopping for it. <laughs> looking for suede shoes a, a diagram pulled up from in images where it's like the epidermis skin cells are moved with tanning suede is made from the underside of the animal which is softer and more powerful so maybe it is suede leather. Yeah, it's made from underside. But I don't think that's the same as genuine leather. I think suede leather and genuine leather would be two different things. Oh, okay. I could be completely wrong, though, to be perfectly honest. Apparently, tanneries smell horrific. I imagine. <laughs> Between the chemicals and... What was it? Uh, in Sweeney Todd, don't they... Doesn't he work at a... No, what am I thinking of? Oh, no, no, no. I'm thinking, I think, of uh, Perfume. Did you ever watch that movie? Mm -mm. Where the dude, he has no sense of smell, and so he ends up making perfume out of a bunch of people. That's disgusting. Mm, no. It's a pretty bizarre movie. <laughs> when he said Sweeney Todd. Maybe we'll have to visit that at some point. <laughs> right, yeah. It's, it has, like, a Sweeney Todd vibe. Just as a quick thing, like, this kid is born, and he has no sense of smell, and he's a... Uh, an orphan and it's like Victorian England I think and he ends up working in a tannery and then he ends up working as an apprenticed perfume maker and he murders a bunch of people or women to make perfume out of their bodies and then he makes the most beautiful perfume in the world and at the very end he's about to be executed as a as a serial killer so he dumps this perfume on himself and everybody has an orgy in the crowd and then they love him so much that they eat him. Oh, it's a really God. bizarre movie. <laughs> Sounds like a fever you hate to dream. See other people, you hate to see other people live in your dream. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> a, I don't remember. I think I watched it in high school, and I just—it was just such a bizarre movie. I've watched it twice, I think, since then. Yeah. But, anyways, we're getting to. Yeah. Off to I was that. gonna say every time you mention uh, Sweeney Todd, I. I know that you love The Office as well, but that is the one ep that whenever Andy's in the play, like that's the episode I yeah. have to skip. I cannot. It's like, <laughs> you when, don't like when they episode. talk about like it's too awkward, like too much cringe for you to watch. I cannot. And then the oh yeah, you know it's I'm cringing thinking about it, but yeah, that's what that reminded it's me in of. The tale of Sweeney Todd. <laughs> I flashback. I've literally been in like a flashback this entire time. Y'all were talking, like imagining that episode. The demon barber, so. please. <laughs> I love I love that they're drinking the wine and like they drop it on the floor and it just rolls down for ten minutes. The balloon pops. Oh my! The whole yeah. thing. The phone. No, I can't. 
we're gonna have to do an episode on the office at some point we'll have to pick like a couple of episodes and watch those or something i don't I was know say, we talk about the office why don't we just make this much. an office sure. podcast no. <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty of those there's a lot <laughs> Two two groups of actors from the show have their own podcasts. I feel like we'd just be fighting against a sandstorm at that point. <laughs> Getting back to the Bad Batch, which the first of all, the name is is pretty solid. Uh, I kept thinking that it was the bad, you know, other words there. <laughs> yeah. The Bad Batches. We're like, yeah, it's the Bad Batches. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I kind of had like a cool like Vietnam like you know, like little uh, special apps kind of thing going on with it. Yeah, for sure. So, so we open with, it's a Jedi with a group of clone troopers and they're like bogged down, mm-hmm. you know, being fired at by this this droid battalion or, or whatever it was. And so actually one of the things I didn't really like about the movie or the show and I think this is just going to be the nature of Star Wars going forward, especially an animated Star Wars thing, is it's clearly going to be targeting children as well. So Wrecker, that one character, how he's just constantly got his one-liner and everything's just a little goofy. Yeah, That's where I start losing interest in this kind of thing. But it wasn't wasn't terribly over-the-top. But we see some of the, the beginnings of this in this first battle. So the Padawan Caleb comes running in and, you know, they were waiting for reinforcements and he was like, yeah, I got reinforcements. They're behind me. And like, where are they? He's like, well, it's just five of them or whatever he says. You know, there's only a couple of them. He's like, trust me, that's all we're going to need. And then the Bad Batch comes rolling in and like, I get, I sort of see now the Ninja Turtles thing because <laughs> they have, it's, it's five, um, <clears throat> it's five characters of the Bad Batch it's wrecker which is like the demolition strength guy there's hunter which is like the the leader hypersense almost like rambo hairdo thing going on uh there's tech which is the super smart you know knows everything advanced intelligence um there was one more that's kind of like echo was that his name? The is that the one that's got the crazy hand? Yeah, or so he wasn't actually like one of the. Uh... Yeah, he's not genetically yeah. modified. He's a, a clone. He ends up getting blown up doing something, and apparently he was with Tarkin when that happens. And I feel like they're going to explore that a little bit more down the line. And he's more machine than man at this point for the most part. But for whatever reason, the inhibitor chip. Uh, inhibitor chip in his brain doesn't work because of that and then there's crosshair which is very clearly from the get-go going to be part of the villainy Mm -hmm. and he's the sniper the you know super dead-eyed sniper guy so the bad batch roll in and they all have their their special ability you know hunters rolling in with his knife and they're the snipers up on the ledge or crosshairs up on the ledge and he's stringing the tanks together and wrecker is pushing the tanks off the side of the cliff because yeah. that's i guess the best way to take them out and one thing i was a little unhappy with was the the fact and i mean i get it that they're droids and they're kind of meant to be the goons they're of the episode and just total, <laughs> yeah they are super dumb they're just like just like not even fighting back no. like they were holding down an entire 
clone at least squad before and now they're just not even sure what to do because these guys roll yeah. in they're you know they're they take care of this clone group and they go back and they're they're like all right well y'all need to get ready for a counterattack because there's another droid battalion on its way mm. from that point they start walking away because they're what are they going to scout forward right yeah i believe that's what happens yeah i can't i <clears throat> For some reason, they're walking away with the Padawan. They're going to do, like, they're going to do reconnaissance or something. And this is when Order 66 is called in. And what's happening in the Star Wars story at this point is General Grievous dies. And this is, I think we see this in the second movie. Mm -hmm. And so the Padawan, Caleb, looks back and sees his master being shot at by all these stormtroopers, or all these clone troopers. They're surrounding her. And she's like, you need to run. And so for whatever reason, and I mean, they explain it later on that it's they don't have their inhibitor chips or they're not working properly. The Bad Batch platoon or squad, they don't get the the, the order. They don't understand what's going on. Um, And so Hunter is chasing after this kid because he runs off in the woods, the, the Padawan. Him and Crosshair. Yeah. And... They, they're like, we need to figure out what's going on. Like, they see him, and then Crosshair starts to fire on him. And he's like, what are you doing? He's like, we have our orders. Crosshair says, we have our orders. You know, and that's that's laying the groundwork. Like, I feel like we could all tell right right there that he's going to be the bad yeah. guy or, you know, objectively bad guy in this situation. Um, And so Hunter doesn't want to kill him. You know, obviously, he lets the kid basically get away and pretends or says that he killed him. And Crosshair knows that that didn't happen. Um, and that's kind of just the opening scene of of everything that happens there. Yeah. Um, do y'all have any thoughts on that so far? Yeah, so like when he, I guess what Crosshair says, you know, like something about, maybe that's later about how, you know, if, if he fell down the cliff, then you would have been looking down and not across, you know, across the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, For sure right knows. off the bat, he was kind of like already... You know, and maybe up until that point, there probably wasn't much of that going on because they probably had pretty like-minded missions where there wasn't something maybe morally. They were all fighting droids, yeah. too. There's no children involved in droids or even probably much humans at all. I, I don't think the Separatists had many um, live soldiers at all, from what my no. memory. I mean, I guess Grievous can kind of be considered. <laughs> sort of, yeah. I guess at one point he was alive. Him, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, like a little while after... So that would have been when that was going on after Anakin like attacks the younglings and so like yeah the council's all pretty much disbanded or destroyed right at that point. Um I think Yoda already leaves and uh Windu's dead. Yeah. So like from my limited knowledge like at this point like Palpatine had like essentially like enacted like martial law like in a way like so he had yeah, like, yeah pretty much so he had taken over and i thought that the bad bat when i heard the bad batch and i was trying to relate it to like what knowledge i did have my immediate thought was like is it gonna be storm stormtroopers who can like actually land their shots like are they gonna actually have like <laughs> right. good aim <Yeah. laughs> but so they're actually clone troopers, not stormtroopers. Yeah. That's yeah. what the what Tarkin's talking about a conscription that becomes the cl- uh, the stormtroopers. Yeah, people that are hired and you know normal people. Yeah, 
clone troopers are all made from basically one person by those long neck alien fellas. Yeah, so they're all yes. like really good at what they're they're doing, you know, as far as their training and stuff. Because they're all the Jar Jars. They're all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like like we're—they're all cloned from the um, same planet, from Django, the the bounty hunter. So like you know, he's it's just kind of what he does for a living. So he was already super like trained really well. So that's probably why they used him. You know, as a he's specimen. Yeah. Yeah. And part of the reason why they wanting to get away from the clone troopers as well is because they have a lot shorter lifespans because they grow up so yeah, quickly. They have like a. Uh, I think I think like by the time they're twenty five, they're basically elders. Is what the deal so was. Kind of enhanced growth. They, they grow so yeah. quick. Yeah. Yeah. Because they they needed to make. I think they say they make like a half a million of them yeah. in in twelve years or so, and they need to be combat ready in that time. So. Yeah bunch of children out there <laughs> so with with order 66 it's almost like this was kind of the plan all along um and i don't know how much or where when that was implemented or when um because i mean like something happened happened on like camino with with the uh with those people that make the clones for that to be like kind of set in place right i mean yeah, so, and my memory's a little fuzzy just because of the prequels I'm not super familiar with, but whoever commissions the Jedi, or the uh, the um, the people of Kamino basically to make these, yeah. he tells them, or they have them put in those inhibitor chips, and there's actually a bunch of orders. You can look up, there's, I want to say there's like 70 to 100-something orders that they have yeah. um, stored in that inhibitor chip. And 66 was hidden in there. And when Obi-Wan Kenobi goes to the planet in, um, I guess it's the beginning of the second movie, yeah. when he goes there and he actually sees Django and talks to him and whatnot, yeah. he's exploring. He's like, he doesn't understand why or who commissioned those even. And he, they mention a Jedi, and I'm pretty sure that that person was actually... The council? I think uh, it was Chancellor the whole time. So at uh, one point, that, uh, when he gets there... They say Master Sifo-Dyas is like was talking about them, so they like I guess he already came there at one point, but he ends up getting killed by yeah. somebody, um, and I think he's part of the the uh, council or something, um, and I think maybe Django ends up killing him or something. I don't I don't remember. And I'm pretty sure that's all part of you know I think it's it it's to illustrate that you know um, Palpatine had been working on this for a really really long time. Yeah. You know, because clearly those orders to the inhibitor chip had to have been there. Yeah. Um, had to been given to them somehow. But I don't think the the aliens on that planet were necessarily mean or malicious. You know, I don't think no. they were malicious anyway. I think I think they just got sort of played or tricked and you kinda see that more in the show, which I think is really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um But anyway, so they get back to they get back to Camino. The, or the bad batch gets back to Camino and they're you know they've finished a bunch of missions while they were gone. I think he says uh, Wrecker says eleven missions or mm -hmm. so. But when they get back, everything's crazy. You know the clone troopers are basically total buttheads at this point, and uh, Tarkin is there. In which I was actually really glad to see Tarkin in some more things. I always liked him as a character. Yeah, and um. He's looking, trying to assess the the clones, because they're trying. They're they're basically saying, you know, the Empire can get conscripts for cheaper. You know, we can just make a conscription army, 
and it wouldn't cost us as much and he thinks they would be better because Tarkin actually doesn't like clones. Uh, they mentioned that uh, several times throughout different um, storylines and stuff. And um, he decides after seeing a food fight, which was another just kind of weird, you know, sort of like a Disney movie Juvenile type kind of feeling at, yeah, uh, yeah. part of the show. Yeah, uh, that he wants to test the Bad Batch because they seem really good at what they do and they have a, a high reputation. They just don't have necessarily working inhibitor chips. So he sends them on that mission to go find, they say, Separatists, I think, or uh, Renegades. I don't remember what exactly. Do they call them Separatists still? Because the Separatists were specifically the droids. Yeah. And they, you know, they that's what they were under the impression of doing. And this is when Crosshair starts getting even more kind of against the group. They land on the planet and they realize it's a bunch of civilians. Yeah. Um, and he's like, you know, orders are orders, man. And uh, they explain later that he does have a working inhibitor chip. It's just not working close to full capacity. So that's when he start going. And I was actually kind of hoping that they were going to pull him back to their side. And maybe they will down the line. Yeah. They decide not to kill this group of Separatists because they realize it's a bunch of civilians, a bunch of, uh, it was like Republic fighters and things like that. And they go back to Kamino after that to get Omega, which is the the little girl that they meet that's, they eventually realize she's a genetically altered clone as well. And I'm curious who she's cloned after. Yeah, she looks different. I feel yeah. like that's going to become a point. I mean, obviously she's female. Yeah, she's. Too, so. Yeah, and I mean, it probably wouldn't be a stretch just to make one of the clones a female since they can genetically modify whatever it seems like. I mean, they seem to be really good at that kind of oh, thing. True. But I feel like it's going to be a point that she's a clone of someone specific, or maybe they just won't say it at all. And so they they go back for Omega. They get captured. Crosshair gets pulled away from the group. From there, his inhibitor chip is enhanced, so he becomes a full-on bad guy. He's wearing like the full black uh, storm or clone trooper armor, yeah. which I think those were the officers or something like that, or not necessarily officers, but you see them several times, like the black clone trooper, storm trooper characters. Shadow troopers? Is that what they're called? Shadow troopers. You're, I think you're right. And they have to escape from Kamino. They eventually have a little face-off with him and just some, some generic you know plot armor stuff happens. Yeah. And they eventually get away. And it sets up basically this whole movie or the whole 70-minute episode setting up the stories to come. Um, so now the Bad Batch is, you know, they're unsure of where they're going to go. They say that they have a friend on a planet. Um, it's like Sector 12 or something. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. And they're... They were like, we could have just gone and done anything, but not with Crosshair hunting us, essentially. They think that he's going to keep hunting them, which probably isn't far-fetched. I'm sure he's going to be the big villain of the group, uh, maybe even get turned back to their side at one point. Who knows? And so it's them. It's the four remaining members of the Bad Batch in Omega. Um, and she's, you know, she's clearly, she knows how to do something. She's a good shot with her blaster. Yeah. Um, she has great instincts. She's enhanced in some way. We just don't know quite yet. Yeah, and she didn't even realize she could use a blaster, right? She was like, "Oh, I don't know how I like I knew that or something." Yeah, she's like, "This is the that's the first time I've ever even done yeah. that." So, what'd y'all think of the episode, though? It was definitely a lot longer than I expected going into. Yeah, it. yeah. Um, I liked it. I mean, I I never like didn't get real into the other 
the other ones and mostly because it's animated and i kind of have the same i have a hard time kind of immersing myself into even it being star wars um but i didn't enjoy i enjoyed yeah. it I, I did really enjoy it um there's definitely parts that felt a little juvenile like you said but i think it's kind of the the target mm-hmm. audience it being what it is hey i don't think we're ever going to get away um, from that but i think we're going to see a lot of stuff that we don't get to see much of and if that has to be in like a animated thing then i think that's fine too you know um, kind of like with mm-hmm. the mandalorian you know you got to see a lot more of the the star wars universe outside of you know jedi and stuff like we were talking about yeah i really like that part for sure so i the majority of the time like i had no idea what was going on so everything every, every time something happened that i was like i wasn't sure about i just assumed it was another easter egg I was like, yeah. that's probably like a reference to something that I don't under like I don't know about or I don't understand. But I have, <laughs> um, as we were talking, like we we're discussing this, like I realized that I I believe it's Rogue One that I've seen, and I basically because mm-hmm. it kind of when I thought about it, I was like, kind of reminds me of that because I went and saw it when it came out in theaters, and it was kind of like the same like pro. And I know it's not like the same like series or anything like that, but like process for me as someone who's not a Star Star Wars fan, because. Yeah. It's just kind of like, okay, like, you just kind of follow the storyline at the very, like, base, like, value. Because you're just, like, you have no idea, like, really what's going on. Like, the what, like, what's going on in, like, the whole Star Wars universe. Or, you know, like, what, like, the little things mean. But just, like, overall, like, it's just, mm-hmm. a gr- like, a group that, like, obviously has, like, an issue. And they they break off. And, like, what 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 is there to come from that? And so yeah. I did enjoy it. But... But yeah, like I said, like I, I don't like have any like in depth like knowledge of like what happened. It's interesting, it, you know. That's kind of goes to show if this is really a show for people that aren't super familiar, and even being like, you know, I'm sure like a lot of little kids probably aren't, because there's all it kind of throws a lot at you, and and the lore does go pretty deep, and it kind of branches out, you know, in different. Um, you know, because of like all the movies and the comics and everything. I don't know how much of that's canon with with Disney anymore. I don't don't know if the comics are um, at this point, but I think they've done a series of comics themselves. Uh, after seeing that in 2015, at least they did. You know, at the very least one series. Mm, okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how like like you were saying, Landry. It is, it is kind of just there's a lot going on. And maybe for somebody not familiar with it, maybe it kind of gets, you kind of feel lost. You're like, you know, but I mean, I guess they do a pretty good job explaining like vaguely what the clones are. And, you know, and if you hadn't seen like at, at least the Clone Wars movie, you know, or something. um, Yeah. You probably wouldn't really understand a whole lot of it. You probably think these are, are stormtroopers still, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. Which you kind of did, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I was like, where are the stormtroopers and <laughs> Jar Jar? And... <laughs> I mean, I guess they're all the Jar Jar is around in this time period or at this timeline. That is very yeah. true. I hope I hope we don't see any of any that Gungans in these parts. Again. He was the best yeah. character. <laughs> like the oh my gosh, oh my God. <laughs> the Gungans are the worst. They definitely have to cut that part out. Just cut Landry. I say three words this entire episode. Done. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, it was the most controversial words you could have thought of, though. <laughs> it's we have actual hated. Star Wars fans that might hear this. <laughs> thank you, thank you. They were unsure of like how to take me, and now they're like, yeah, I'm never listening to another episode. <laughs> <laughs> Canceled. <laughs> So overall, like, it's kind of like what I said, like, it felt like I was just missing a lot of backstory and like, I was able to follow along, like, I would say like pretty well, but not enough as somebody who hasn't like really, who doesn't have a lot of knowledge about like the Star Wars universe to the point that I would recommend it Mm -hmm. to somebody unless between now and the time I recommended it, I just became a huge Star Wars fan and binged everything and understood (laughs) the entire series in depth, but Overall, did you watch it with your boyfriend? You no, said, or no, yeah, and I should. And that was another okay. big thing, too. Like, as I was watching it, I was like, I should have definitely watched this with somebody who knew what was going on and could have explained it. Yeah, <laughs> like, kind of like pointed you out. You might have appreciated it differently, but at the same time, you know, it's not for everyone. I, I can see that. I was because I was talking to Ben, like, Ben about it right before like we recorded, and I told him that I was just like, I, I was struggling to like uh, basically enjoy it. And he was saying, because I believe mm-hmm. we have watched an episode of Clone Wars together, but at some point, like, where now, like, we would have to, like, rewatch it. So he was talking about, like, we should rewatch that because I have heard, like, really positive things about it from Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, you have to have, like, that level of, like, I guess, like, interest in, like, the universe mm-hmm. to be able to enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. So it's a big pass for Landry. Yeah, big, big pass. Don't come for me, though. so um you know kind of the same i think landry had a good point there unless you're already a like a star wars fan um i don't know if you're gonna enjoy this as much it's kind of like reading the cimmerillion if you're not a lord of the rings fan it's gonna be boring it's not gonna be (laughs) enjoyable you know it's 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 a lot i do like where they're going with it and i hope we get to see kind of some uncovered some stuff that like maybe we wouldn't have heard or seen, you know, in, in the movies or I'm sure there's a lot of like plot holes and things that need to be filled and like what happened to these characters and what were they doing? You know, I think that's kind of the cool opportunity uh, for that, you know, to happen. Uh, so yeah, I would recommend it for someone that knows star Wars that likes star Wars or if, if they're just like, you know, kids, I guess they don't really care what's happening. They just, you know, think this stuff's cool to watch and enjoyable. But yeah, I mean, I I like. I'd probably ended up. I'm probably end up watching a couple more episodes. You know, kind of get a better feel for it. Yeah. Besides, like it being animated, that's kind of my only drawback. Is like I have a hard time kind of getting into it. But I don't think that's a reason to discredit, at least for me, from watching it. So yes, I would recommend it for a Star Wars fan. Yes. I'm gonna also recommend it for everyone because if you don't like Star Wars, then are you even living at this point? <laughs> You've probably got at least one Star Wars fan in your life. You know, nerds are in, people. You're out of the zeitgeist for not liking this kind of stuff. (laughs) Learn your culture. (laughs) But no, I'm I'm excited to see the animated thing, like we've mentioned multiple Mm -hmm. times, I think is going to be difficult to stay with. Yeah. Um, But I I enjoy pretty much all the Star Wars stuff. I enjoy seeing non- Jedi Sith stories being tell told. So yeah, definitely recommended. I think kind of like with the I was thinking about the Han Solo movie. You know, with that, we didn't see anything new, but it was fun and it was exciting. And like there was like Yeah. You know, there wasn't telling anything we didn't already know. Um, but I think that's kind of even if that's what comes out of this, you know, 
animated series. I think that's still fine too. You know. Yeah, you just gotta enjoy the ride, man. Gotta enjoy the ride, Landry. Enjoy your ride. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to be it for this week. Um, Join in next time. For Geek Squad. Where the Geeks Talk. Talk.